You're listening to Yale Radio WYBC. This is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more. Today on our show, I'm talking with Esther Stigbud. Esther, thanks so much for being with me today. Thank you. Esther, let's, we're talking about your show at Entrance, which is running through July 30th, um, and it's called The Big Crunch, and I want to talk about the show and also your your other work, as, um, and not just an artist, but a writer and a harpist. Um, but to begin with, let's, let's talk about this show. This is, um, the title of the show is The Big Crunch, and, and one of the things I wanted to talk about is the titles in these works. Uh, in some ways, it seems like it would be great to go through all of the works and talk about all of these titles, but we'll do that a little bit. We'll go through some of them, but can you tell me a little bit about the use of, of language in this? I mean, from the title of The Big Crunch to what are sometimes um, you know, somewhat prosaic titles on the, on the works themselves. Is there, is there a narrative in this whole show that's happening or, um, or something um. else to the use of language? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, the big crunch that comes from a scientific theory about um, the compression of the Earth, like kind of like the opposite. Like it would be, we started with a big bang, and we would end with a big crunch where everything crunches in itself, or like folds into itself, and um, disappears from what I understand, but I'm not a scientist, and um, I thought that it was an appealing um, combination of words, and um, it sounded a little bit like, um, well, it reminded me of Nietzsche, of course, but it also sounded a little bit like a blockbuster movie or something, and um, I thought it would be a little funny with the small, or like they're not small, but they're very like humble, like colored pencil drawings, and to put a big dramatic title to the show, um, that sounds uh, like about the universe. I thought that was, that was funny. <laughs> I like that. I like that. It is funny. Well, and, and, and there's, um, you know, sometimes a sense of humor to some of this work. So, so right, you were saying these are all um, colored pencil. Uh, to talk about some of them, and I, I, just, I just love the titles of them. I guess like the big crunch, yeah. They, they kind of seem to evoke something or, or point towards something in particular. So there's one um, called Once Upon a Time Not So Long Ago There Was a Calendar of Space Whose Nature Was to Distribute Good and Bad Luck. On day one, the calendar imposed protagonist symmetries and empty sounds sprinkled into pink air. That's the title, yeah. which I really enjoy reading. You know, usually I'm like, okay, let's talk about the title Once Upon a Time, right? But this one is almost like a um, a poem, or what? It's 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 distinct because of that, and I and I like that. And of course, it seems to, you know, say that there is a narrative in here. But um, yeah, yeah, can you tell me a little bit about that wonderful title? Sure. Um, so the title always happens after the drawing, and um, because when I 
make the drawing, there is actually very little language um, like happening. I think I'm more into like a state of reverie and um, dream that is not necessarily, I'm not thinking about words and I think I'm much more into like a, an emotional state than, um, than into a thinking, like a mental space. But mm. um, what, what I like is not knowing where the drawing goes and, um, and once I decide that it's done, that's when I start um, seeing it or um, under, not understanding, but I start like, um, I start maybe knowing because before that I, I, I don't know what's going on. I'm like more like working with chaos or with like un, uncertainties and like obscurities and like the unconscious or something like that that would like, that is very unclear. Like I like when it's obscure and not clear and that's what I'm working with. Like material, like that's my material, I would say. But um, at the end, when it's finished and I can take some distance from the from the image, I start writing these titles and um, and yeah, you're right when you say like it's a it's a little poem or a little short story, and um, I think after having been in this long reverie, I it's where there was very little words the words can finally come and I kind of play with them. I, I don't think it should be didactic and it doesn't mean that, you know, what you read is what you have to see in the picture. Uh, obviously, the, the color pencil drawings are very abstract. Um, they, this, this one has like, a, has like a very like faint... Um, planet in the middle, it's a planet or a cell or something like that that is um, very, very little color pencil layers, and it was kind of floating in the on the paper for a long time, um, for years, and last year I decided to add this pink background around it, and um, draw in all kinds of pink shades um, for days. It's like this like, like pink void that it's floating in now. And um, yeah, I think, uh, I think I see it as a little bit like a, a world of its own, um, like, like a planet would be. So it's a... Uh, Maybe it's maybe that it doesn't need to be, but it's maybe I like that. that. Yeah, no, that, that's really interesting. I mean, I, I know these are um, very abstract. It's it's cool to hear you talk about the kind of state you're in, or uh, or talking about the unconscious. And there's there's one called "Her Mind Slipped Down the Stairs." Um, that's a 2023 uh, drawing, and I'd love to talk a little about this one because this seems to speak a bit to this kind of unconscious, maybe um, markings, thoughts, uh, like uh -huh. source of some of this, but also unlike the rest and, and similar to a little bit about what you've just been saying, it's almost not there, right? It's almost, 
it says her mind slipped down the stair, but it's almost like the the, the drawing itself is slipping away. It's it's it doesn't it's not quite as bold as the rest. Um, yeah, can you tell me something about this? Because it's so cool, it doesn't feel like it's really presenting itself. It seems like it's about to form or it's coming from yeah, where these the, things do form. That one is the most recent one. Like you said, it's 2023. It started with a grid, and it's very different from the other ones. You're right. There's, um, I would say this one is the most, the closest to, to language and, and thought, and there is actual letters and um and some writing even though it's not legible but there's some some writing um in it and i use also uh, a normal pencil and not just colored pencil but a lot of like one of these yeah regular pencils that i think um it feels more um like a yeah, like like a like a writing, or like a letter or something. And um, it, I use geometrical tools for that one. I use a ruler and a compass. So it's it's very that is very new. And I I built kind of a grid as a background, and then lost myself in all these small um, small uh, squares. Um, you mean because like, there's the, 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 the squares are filled in, but there's also, as you're saying, there's writing in there. Is it kind of an automatic writing? Or? Yes, yes, it's automatic. Everything I do is automatic. It's, um, it, I am completely interested in, uh, in impulse and intuition. So um, it's, yeah, it's, it's automatic writing. I cannot read it myself anymore. I don't know what, what what I was writing um, it, yeah it, it's, a, it's, it's kind of like my new body of work like I've started using a ruler and playing with that and I think because I make lines straight lines the, the automatically some like writing happens <laughs> um, but I am right, I'm curious about where that's going to go because that's very fresh yeah that's exciting, yeah. That's I, I like that direction, and uh, and I like all the work in this show. Uh, I hope those listening get a chance to see it. I I'd, I'd like to also ask you about you know your your writing and music because that's a big part of what's what's happening, right? You're also a harpist and a writer, and um, they're also and and you're also doing uh, music for the radio and, and and curating for the radio, right? Can you tell me a little bit about that because this is it's presented together here, of course. I mean, the, the drawings are what we're talking about in the show, but also you've done performances in or around this. So, um, yeah, I'd, I'd love to know a little bit more about um, about the harp and, um, and that you're playing the harp, but also there's all these all these kind of sonic activities that are happening concurrent with this show. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Um, the harp is been in my life since I'm a child um, so that's something I I learned um, and and uh, then I I eventually I stopped when I went to 
art school in Berlin. Um, I stopped for a couple of years, and then when I moved to New York six years ago, I, um, I started again, and I started taking lessons with Brandy Younger, who is a really great harpist and uh, now my mentor. And she opened um, she opened me up to a lot of music that I had no idea the harp could do uh, because I come from a very conservative, like classical uh, French harp tradition. And um, so I came here, and she is famous for uh, like teaching and also playing the legacy of Alice Coltrane and of Dorothy Ashby and um, so like the jazz harpist but also Alice Coltrane was not only a jazz harpist she really did like her own um, type of music with the harp and uh, so this was this has been really inspiring since um, since I moved to New York to pick up the harp and then learn new things I want to like play more like pop songs and like jazz tunes, jazz standards, um, and it's not easy. <laughs> it's like I'm still learning. Um, right. But, uh, but it's been really great and, um, and fun. And the writing on the other end is completely new. That I had never done uh, before... 2019, like I started. And you mean the, the writing, you mean the, the radio dramas? Uh, and Yes, writing short stories. So um, I've always had a lot of notebooks and writing little things here and there, um, um, like poems, but never really seriously. And then in 2019, I started writing a short story with my neighbor, that we then put in music um, with some other friends that I was playing music with um, and made a real show at Montes Press Radio. We uh, performed it live where we had two narrators and we had like a, a string quartet and a vocalist playing like a Bach cantata, but also we had like songs of... Um, friends like that are making more like pop music so there was like a variety of music there was like very like there was like the baroque but there was also like pop and there was also like techno tracks that were like behind the narration so like a bunch of like a a real variety of um like a music landscape and um and that's when yeah like montez press radio gave me that opportunity to to do this radio drama live and that was really great because then I did a couple of things that I and, and I really found a a, med, a medium that I like because it involves music writing. Um, if it's stage, it involves costumes and, and it involves like a set, so I can you know turn it into an art installation, and it's very like a free. It's a it's like a it's like a playground. <laughs> I love that, and, and and how does that relate? Do you think, or does it to your to your drawings in this in this show? Well, that's an interesting question because I think that the drawing practice is very different because it's um, 
uh, that's the that's the studio you know that's like when I'm alone when I'm not working with other musicians or people and um and it's a retreat more it's like very um and it's also about I feel like my my drawing they're, they're somehow about silence even though they're they're like they're they're about noise and silence like I, I make them in silence and I think I maybe I'm trying to tune in to some noise to some world noise or something like that but um but I generally don't listen to music when I when I make drawings or when I'm at the studio I listen to radio a lot um but yeah it's it's a great question how they relate because I the only thing I can think of is that they're both created by me, but <laughs> but I don't I don't know. Um, I think like I think maybe the relation would be like movement and time. Like poetry is like music, movement and time. And I think um, that my drawing practice is the, the process is really about being in time or like feeling time and um and also well, you mentioned trans like states almost and also pulling from the unconscious i mean does that also happen with with performance or writing because writing in a way is you know is much more um uh, i don't know it's much less ephemeral but but music and 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 the writing you're doing seems to also relate in in terms of it's you're in a kind of a state a, 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 a trance or something like that you said right that that kind of yeah but i think um, that like it's fall like into performance it's more about the generosity of that feeling wanting to share it wanting to, to first of all like share the experience be in sound with other people be it the people who make music with me in the moment or even the viewer, like sound is a way to like connect and to be in the same room and ingesting the same uh, like waves and vibrations. But um, I think it's, yeah, I think it's more about the performances and the music. It's really an act of, of sharing and of wanting to maybe translate that state of reverie or dream that I experience alone in the studio in a in in a in a group or something. <laughs> you know? I but, like that. Uh, yeah, no, that makes sense. It's hard. It's hard to yeah. There is a connection, but um, yeah, that that makes sense. And uh, and so, what's coming up? Is there uh, a performance coming up that you want to mention? There's links here to the show and more for people to learn more. But are there more performances coming up that um, yeah, so that you should mention? Um, this Friday, I'm very excited to play with um, Mio Hattori at um, 47 Canal, the gallery 47 Canal. Uh, Mio Hattori is the um, is a Japanese artist and musician. She's famous for her band in the 90s, uh, Chibomato. Um, I don't know if that rings a bell to you, but it's... Um, sure, yeah. It's 
yeah, I'm very excited. It's going to be an improvisational set. And she reached out to me after seeing my piece of the kitchen last month to do this. It's a very wild uh, card because we have met only once. And <laughs> this, uh, and my usually the pieces that I do are so prepared and um, there's very little improvisation. Um, it, and it takes months for me to like write and to pick the music and then to, you know, partly compose the music. And like this is like the opposite. So it's just like we've met a couple days ago and then Friday we're going to play together. And I think that will be really fun and um, refreshing to do something like that. Oh, that's so exciting. So there'll be links in here to that. And, um, yeah, congratulations and, and best of luck with that. That's, uh, that sounds really exciting. And I, I want to ask you one more question before we go, which is just what are you reading at the moment? I'm always curious. Um, at the moment, I'm reading um, The Flame of a Candle from Bachelard, Gaston Bachelard. Um, I am in this book club about night and sleep and dreams and the last book that we picked was uh, Wolfgang Schivelbusch, The Disenchanted Night or the Industrialization of Light and then it brought us to now read The Flame of a Candle from Gaston Bachelard which is much less um, like a, it's less historical. It's more. I mean, you you know Bachelard. It's it's perfect for me because he likes to um, to talk about reverie and about um, the state of um, of the lonesome uh, artist in front of the flame of a candle and what it can like what what. Thoughts, not not ideas, but like what what state I can bring someone in to just um, yeah, it's not didactic, which I like, and it's kind of psychedelic to me <laughs> the way he writes. I like that. Yeah. Um, well, thanks so much for sharing that, and I want to thank you for for the show and and, and the performance that you're about to do and more. Um, thanks for talking with me today. It was uh, I really enjoyed this, and I, I love the show that. You made it. It's a beautiful show. Thank you. Thank you. You're listening to Yale Radio WYBC. This is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more.